This is the I'm Kinda Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. New week, new episode every Thursday right here on the I'm Kinda Famous Podcast Network. Google Music, SoundCloud, Powerbeam, Stitcher, uh, what else? iTunes, I think I said iTunes. Kinda Famous Pod, K-I-N-D-A, Famous Pod, P-O-D. Subscribe, like, tell a friend, share, all that. Um, what else? We got, um... Go to the Facebook page. That's where all the conversations try to happen. Where I try to have a conversation. Or you can go to Twitter. Both. Same thing. Kind of Famous Pod. K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod. P-O-D. Also make sure you go to Arrow Films. Arrowfilms.com. A-R-O-W-E. Films.com. That's where you can get to the... Uh, another way to get to the podcast. It's also a way to get to them clean ass people collecting merchandise and t-shirts and other shirts that fall in that you know collection somewhere as, as well. But also where you can watch all the video content that I'm making. Why that's important? Because I'm working on a movie. I'm going to start updating quite uh, a bit on the blog section so you can know the progress of that movie because uh, I'm doing something different and special with that. Also, that's where you can go to find the I'm Kind of Famous Podcast, Net, Podcast Network video clips uh, on the on the uh, via YouTube. So YouTube.com slash Arrow Films uh, and then go find the I'm Kind of Famous Podcast playlist. Uh, and I might just start putting that in the in the show notes because i think that's gonna make it easier so uh here we i'm thinking on the fly so that's that all right so um we're gonna get right into it because uh ain't no stranger because i'll be getting the emails of where's the show where's the show um so last week we missed uh this week obviously we late and there's a few reasons for that and i felt like i probably should just reveal this early which I mean is apropos now. Uh, so as y'all may know, we went through the whole mental illness awareness week, and um, you know, we talked about talked a lot about that in that week. Four days. Uh, I always make sure that playlist or how to get to that playlist is on the uh is in the show notes because I think it's always useful for someone to get to. So. Um, and in that, I admitted my own mental health issue with depression. And basically, that's 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 why things have been a little shaky or dicey with the show, because I'm also not only am I doing this show, I'm also uh, producing new shows. So um, uh, there's the catch these hands that that will have semi regularly, but as well as who up is one that I really, really care about. So I'm trying to make sure that I produce that correctly in the way that I like it. I've done like seven or eight episodes for it, but like now I look back on it. I don't feel like it's as strong as I want it to be. So I'm kind of revamping that before I release it, uh, because I want to release that at a semi regular basis as well. But with that, along with doing photography, along with writing the script, along with trying to shoot some other things along with, editing along with shooting other projects uh and, and having all this on my table at some point um and with the seasons of course thanksgiving is coming up christmas as well the holidays a lot of my depression gets triggered around the se- the seasons and as the seasons change and it gets darker it's darker more than there is light outside i am affected by it and it makes me not want to do anything and then when i am doing something i hate meeting other people's expectations for me which you know it kind of comes with it with what i do being um making entertaining content be it for myself or someone else um and then how much i care about the shit that i'm making like it's not about me as much as it is about the product and how to the the viewer responds to it as well as the 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 particular client i'm i'm working with so I'm never trying to leverage myself as much as if I make dope content and I'm creating dope visuals or whatever it is, the receipt will always come back to me because it's my imprint and I look at it differently from anyone else. Um, So I'm never intimidated by anyone else as well. 
But with that is a lot of self burden because I put a lot of I, I put in a shit ton of research. I like to know my shit. I like to feel like I know my client enough. I feel like I like to know the audience really well. So it's a lot of psychological shit that go with trying to make this the type of content that I make from my lens and my my perspective. So uh, it becomes tiresome. And then on top of that, when you're a magnificent motherfucker such as myself, uh, a lot of people kind of gravitate towards the shit that I'm doing. And, 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 and it seems like selfish and like arrogant to say, but it becomes overwhelming. And not in general, it's when I'm depressed, when I'm going through a spell. It's like just simple shit can just be enough to set me off where I don't want to deal with anybody. And I'm trying to avoid being reclusive, uh, but it, it just got tough. And I started looking at wanting to do the show, and it's time to record the show, and I'm just like, ah, I don't really want to do it. Then I said, okay, well, let me have a guest on, and then the guest can kind of help carry the show a little bit. And I couldn't get the guest that I wanted, and then I'm trying to plan these other events that go with it. It's just like all this stuff is all in one bowl, which is normal, which I'm fine. I signed up for that. But it's just when the depression starts to kick in, you really don't like you start to feel like you're not good enough to do any of this shit and that you don't like you. you it's, it's almost like an excuse that that and I'm still going through it now, but it, I know that I'm making excuses for not um, fulfilling my commitment. And and so. I feel like I can't get over that hurdle. The way I want to. And so instead of trying, I just I, I regress back. I just say, fuck it. All right. I'm going to sit up, watch this show and then I get up and do it. OK, let me clean up and then I get up and do it. OK, let me organize this and then I get up and do it. And it's like finding any distraction to do the thing that's required of you, but has an expectation as well from others. And so I skipped last week and said, you know what? I ain't going to do it. And I hop, hop back up this week. And then even this week, as I got closer to the show, it was just like, ah, well, I really got to do this show, which I don't. I mean, it's my show. It's my network. I can do this thing the way I want to do it. And it is what it is. But I said when I jumped into this and once I went week to week that I can't just afford to fall off because I want to fall off. And. And I'll be honest, I could have faked it. Like I got interviews that sitting in the in the tank right now that need that needs to be released but it was it's not the right time and the timing would suck so what would it, it wouldn't be right it'd be just purely because i'm just feeling the type of way and i'm begrudgingly putting content out and um i said you know and it's a lot of topics that i'm not talking about uh on even on this show that i could have talked about and need to talk about and will talk about but i want to have guests for that and it's like well fuck i don't have relevant content right now that i care about that i can put my two cents in because you got the rape shit that's out there you got of course trump you got um you know some of the black social media stuff with the Nicki minajs the tyrese's and all this shit that that that, that could be talked about but i think it's better to talk about with a guest because you can bounce that back and forth. So I'm holding off on that, on any of that, because of that same reason. And, you know, as you know, you listen to the show, you know, I got a lot of friends in Hollywood. So some of the Hollywood stuff is interesting, but I don't want to do that alone because I want some Hollywood people to talk about. So, um, but I said, you know what? Even if I'm late, I need to get this week out. And I'm going to crack the show talking about this. Because honestly, man, this shit is hard. Like, y'all, I mean, I don't know. People people treat, like, mental illness issues as, like, some, like, acceptable, fun thing that they can just have. You know, I'm, I got anxiety. I got OD, uh, OCD. I'm ADD. I'm depressed. I'm all this kind of, Like, but when it's real for, like, people who really deal with that shit, shit ain't fun. Like. It ain't no like, oh, I'm anxious for an hour or I'm anxious about this shit coming up. It's like it's it's I, I hate to say crippling, but it will put you in a state uh put you in lack of progress. 
Like you're not moving. You're not doing the shit that you need to do. It's beyond procrastination. And it, it, it it's like you dread the shit that you got to go deal with. And you and no matter what, you still got to deal with it. You can't just not because you like you got to do it. All the shit that you avoid and is sitting right there and it's just like you don't want to. And then you start feeling like you're not good enough to. And then you start feeling like, why? What's the point? Then you start feeling like, why am I even the one doing it? Who the fuck am I? You start to beat yourself up. And then, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, I shouldn't say a lot of cases, in some cases, that all that can turn to a motherfucker killing himself. Because it's like, there's no, why am I even here? And it's not because, it's irrational because it's not, it's nothing but myself that's creating this narrative that's destructive. I create the narrative that's destructive to my life. And it happens around this time for several reasons. Um, you know, I, I, I've been pretty much alone for most of my adult life. And when I say that, I don't mean like I can't go hang out with people. I can't kick it. But like I don't have the same tied connections as a lot of people around me. A lot of it has to do that. I ingratiate myself deeply in the work that I do. Like, it's shit that people don't see or recognize that my name not even on that I'm a part of or help do or create. And that is a defense mechanism to not feeling alone. And with that, you know, I don't put myself in a lot of exclusive situations for the simple fact is I worry about hurting the people around me. And being destructive to the people around me. So it's easier for me to be a recluse to people who I'm not close to like that. And not saying I don't care about them. Not saying that they don't care about me. But if I'm a recluse, no one's going to stop and wonder where I'm at. What is he doing? They wait for me to pop back up and then like, oh, that's what he's doing. But I could be sitting up, you know, doing cocaine, fucking bitches, and, like, doing heroin or some shit. And no one's ever going to stop and say, let me go see what this motherfucker doing. And that's the life that I build for myself. And I'm not doing any kind of shit. I'm doing the work or I'm just, like, tending to myself. But I, I don't know how to fix that, honestly. And, you know, I've tried different things to try to fix that but it's just uh, it's easier that's really what it comes down to too it's easier um i feel like i'm talented enough that i can always come back from anything and so i don't really get bothered too much by missing but i'm i, I mean i'll be lying if i said that it, it's not a problem because it is but it's mental. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I don't want people to, to one, continue to treat mental illness, illness like depression, these little fashion like things as some cool thing that you can have. And people will be like, oh, yeah, hit the heart, hit the like, tell you it's okay, chilly for you and all that. I want to be open with it. I want to be open with it. And I want others to feel like they can be open with theirs. And I want people to not ignore it. And maybe because I got to talk for an hour on multiple shows, then I got to go create and all this kind of shit to let people know, like, it don't, you can still continue to go. You can continue to go. You don't have to stop. And I don't know how people view me in general in that way, I guess. But if you're a person that suffers from depression, let me, I mean, unless I kill myself, let me be an example how you can keep going. Because this shit is tough. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like I need to crack the mic and kind of explain that shit. Because... Yeah, originally it was like, well, I just jump back in this and get back to the show and not have to say shit because it's just a week, no one to notice. But 
you know, I did the whole week behind it. So why continue to hide the reason why? And uh, you know what? Here, we'll do this. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to clip some of this, right? For the Instagram and Facebook and all that. If you want to talk about it, if you got your own shit, feel free. Hit me up. KindaFamousPod at gmail.com. K-I-N-D-A Famous P-O-D at gmail.com. Or jump in the comments. Or, I mean, whatever. If you want to talk to me or feel like that you're dealing with some issues similar to that, hit me up. I have no problem with that. Um, the conversation has to continue. And if we don't talk about it, we keep making, we, we don't get progress. All right. Moving on to the next subject, man. <laughs> Moving the fuck on to the next subject. Actually, I got an advertisement I want to dump right here. Hey, you been over to Touch Body Works yet? Go to Touch Body Works at EvokeTouch.com. That's E-V-O-K-E, Touch.com. With skincare products that's so natural, you can eat it. But don't. All right, we're back. So this show is going to be a little different. I mean, not that different. Hell, I gave you the intro. Um. So in lieu of what I've been dealing with and going through, um, I decided that this show, uh, here shortly, I'm going to run the, uh, a recorded conversation, me and my partner. Um, and we just kind of, we, we do what I would have did on the show, except, uh, it's a little, it's more organic. Uh, a lot of people who know me always ask, tell me to go ahead and have them on the show just because they know our conversation. But uh, in due time, in due time, uh, we uh, we just talk. I mean, we talk about we talk about uh, we talk about some of the shit with the, in, in politics with the uh, some of the sexual assault charges and delinquency and things like that with the sexual stuff. Uh, I do have a plan, a big plan, actually, to address uh, sexual assault, rape, molestation, these sorts of topics on a future show. But I want to do it in a real special way. So I'm not going to, on my show in particularly right now, jump too far in it. Uh, we, we just, we, we just have a conversation like we normally have a conversation. So I know like in general, I, I don't really talk relationships on my, on my show just yet. Uh, but in this, we talk a little bit about the political climate. We talk a little bit about, um, some of the shit that I go through as a filmmaker, uh, that happened at one of the events I worked with EFC. I just say that. Um, and we talk about, Shit, I can't remember. You just have to listen to it, but it's pretty good. Uh, we go back and forth. It's more natural conversation. It's some dicey shit that gets said in there. Uh, but I hope within context, because I believe people are smart enough to understand context, that within context, y'all get like, we're not bad people. There's no bad people on this. We just like to talk shit and rib uh, like 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 fellas. Locker room talk, as they say. Um but so that's that. That's coming up here in a second. I, I want to make sure I talk about a few things before we switch over to that. Um, so uh, by now you should know this: the I'm Kind of Famous podcast network, and this is obviously the flagship show. I'm Kind of Famous podcast. Um, here uh, coming up Wednesday, we got a new Catch These Hands episode. It's real good with uh, Manny the Man Dog Mraz. Look. This is going to be a controversial one. Uh, we talk. He's an MMA fighter, but a lot of people know him for being uh, controversial. I call him conspiracy theorists. Uh, and we jump into a whole lot of conspiracy. Um, we talk about stuff like the Vegas shooting. We talk about, uh, man, it's so much. It's so loaded. And I didn't talk about everything I wanted to talk about. On top of the fact that we could have went deeper on some of the things that we did speak on. 
But I was like, I'm I'm sitting here, got the thing recording. I'm looking at the clock like, now nah, we got to move on to the next one. Let me see what you think about this. But it's a real good episode. Uh, that's the thing about catching these hands. It's not specifically about MMA or combat sports or boxing or kickboxing or whatever. It's just really like I got fighters on and we're eventually just kind of talking to the thing that works into their wheelhouse. A lot of them just have a straight passion of fighting, and some of them have these other interests that they have that I find also interesting as well. So, uh, catch these hands. New episode coming Wednesday. Um, we got some video stuff that goes with it, but looking at it, I'm not in the, not in any of the shots, so I'm not sure if I how I feel about that. I'm the host. I got to be in the shot at least. But if not, if I find something that makes sense. I will uh, put together little video clips of just him uh, kind of making some points. Um, a lot of stuff I thought I was going to disagree with, and it's kind of funny. If you sit and talk with a person that people think is a conspiracy theorist, sometimes you might find yourself agreeing with I say this. I say this. We was at his place out on the deck, and I got everything set up. I like to record outside. Uh, and so the this was probably one of the most uncomfortable episodes, not because like I thought something was going to happen with between me and him or arguments or anything like that. But parts of me start to feel like, damn, what if like the black helicopter show up or like, like something legit happens? Like it was many conversations we would have and I would just get the chills. It was crazy. And there was parts of this episode that I actually had to delete out because it was too controversial. And even though I don't like I run my show, I don't really edit. So I don't really fear taking anything out. But this was the first time something was said. Then I was like, you know what? Let me pull that out. And maybe I'll put on the deleted scenes or something. But I had to pull it out because it was just too controversial. It was too it was too much. And I have to still be responsible with what's said on the show, even though the views and the opinions expressed by Manny are not mine or the I'm Kind of Famous podcast network. Still got to be responsible or Arrow Entertainment for that matter. Um, so that's coming up Wednesday. Uh, very entertaining show. Uh, if you like conspiracy, this is a good one for you. Uh, and of course, if you're an MMA fan, listen to this and you know Manny. Uh, it's a good one uh, to check out. So that's coming up. But um, before we get out of here, uh, I want to give a big shout out to my people back from yesteryear. And what I find dope is a lot of people I grew up with is popping. They're doing shit. Um, you know, it's always quick. It's easy to just think that all we do is rhyme words and play sports and things like that. Even though that's a talent, um, black people are doing so much more. And I like the, and I, I don't know why I said it like that, but like, I like the fact that I can look at any part of my childhood and pull and run into somebody from my childhood and they're like doing something amazing. And from acting to, you know, of course, filmmaking, um, um, you know, just, just, you know, things in entertainment and outside of entertainment. Uh, and in this case, I got some homegirls that I grew up with, um, who got into the fashion business, but they did something a little different. It's a little, and, and really dope. So first off, big shouts out to, to, to Danette Earcott and Katrina Wolford. Like, I mean, from the South side, just like me, you know what I mean? So it's kind of dope to see that they getting their thing popping, but what they're doing, they got a brand called uh eric harden with wolford i'm gonna I'm keep fucking it up because i'm i'm just a little down right now but uh eric harden wolford uh and basically is it's i hate to call it a plus size fashion line because that's not what it is but what it is 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 a fashion line that's made for uh people with bigger bills you know athletes muscle bound people you know with unique shapes shapes and body type body types so um you know, I they they just launched this. It just came out, um, and you know, I saw it, and I was like, man, I ain't seen, I ain't heard from Danette in a while. Uh, let me see what this is about. And I checked it out, and I was like, yo, this this shit is pretty dope. This is pretty clean. I went to the little website they just launched, um, and I'm gonna tell you how to get to it because you gotta be able to spell her name right. Uh, so it's EricHardenWolford.com. You are 
Q-U-H-A-R-T-A-N-D-W-O-F-F-O-R-D. And of course, like everything, I'm going to have it in the show notes. So you are Q-U-H-A-R-T-A-N-D-W-O-F-F-O-R-D.com. Go over there. It's a uh, it's a men's clothing and accessory brand for guys who don't wear standard sizes. They specialize in men's button-up shirts, accessory styling, and of course, they do a little bit of blogging on there. So go over to uh, Eric Harden Wolford, uh, and if you, especially you athletes, you athletes, you might as well check it out because I know y'all don't want to be over there in that big and tall section getting that sloppy ass big ass shirt where you can't tuck it in. You look goofy, look like you're wearing a balloon body and shit. Go over there, man, and, and, and instead of calling it plus sizes, they go with the extended sizes. Um, Dallas Cowboy defensive lineman uh, Jonas Seawright, you know, he supports him. He's with it. Uh, he got some of the gear, and it's just some regular dope gear, man. Get over there to Urquhart and Wolford and .com, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it later. But right now, we're going to go ahead and kick into the second part of the episode. Hope y'all enjoy. Until next week or until Wednesday. This is the I'm Kind of Famous podcast. Yeah, but uh, uh, uh the um, the uh, yeah, Holocaust like feels like make America great again in the sense that like, so you had the Jews and the Nazis, and like that was them saying or Hitler saying we need to purify our people, we need to be the superior, mm-hmm. whatever. And so it's just like the same shit when you go the white people. Are going or the the this certain type of white people, person saying no gays, no blacks, no immigrants, like anything that's not us. I said, and the the rhetoric, the way that it comes out, like that's the uncomfortable part. Like that's the part that can be very ah. similar to that and scary. Ah. And it just comes down. And and he was saying like like he hopes that he wished that an EMP it was a really good part of the episode. He said, I hope an EMP drops and just erase everything. And I said, but don't you think that that the white man would try to take power over again? Like like now they get to do it and, and know what they need to do and then the inferiority complexes and all this type of shit. And it was like I mean, he said no because he feels like it's too we're too smart for that now. Which, and we when we went back and forth on that, meaning like minorities, black people, like we have a degree of understanding that we didn't have back then coming from the slave route. There's been files of greater empires than the USA or of the current. Shit, he meant the whole world. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just saying like the shit just keeps I mean, it's cyclical, really, in my opinion. Like, the same, like we never do learn enough from our mistakes. Like, even what, what, like, I watch this shit that's going on with our government now, and I'm like, this is terrible. Like, our leaders are really the, the worst kind of hypocrites in the world. And we just kind of uh, meander through life accepting it, like the status quo. But it's really pretty fucking, as far as uh, morals and shit, where we came from with Obama, just now, it's like how fucking low are y'all willing to go? Like, where where is up from here? Like, I look, I feel like we're in a crisis right now. Like, it's pretty. Oh, for terrible. sure. Right, but see, I'm um, I feel it on both sides. Like, I I I feel like you got this Republican side that's one extreme, and then the Democratic side that's one extreme. But not the crazy. The the thing about the Democratic side that is extreme. It's not the politicians as much as the people where we start yeah. getting to like, um, uh, what's the shit called where we do everything correct, and politically correct. It's like oh. everything got to be right. It got to be this. And it's like, wait, there's like yeah. this place in the middle where I want to exist in where, okay, I hear your idea. I don't like it, but I don't necessarily want to say you can't say these words and you can't do these things anymore because I think that's boring too. I don't, I mean, I'm not. Like, I think it's too much. And and I think it comes from, like, I hate to say, like, hipster-type people because, like, the black community, obviously, we loose with words. Um, But then you have this, like, hipster community who's just like, we're going to come and save the day. 
And we're going to do it by being positive. We're going to do it by being right and do all that Woodstock stuff without necessarily being Woodstock. When Woodstock was like, this is a culture of people versus like that culture of people saying, let's run this shit. And like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not with that shit at all because it's just, it's, it, I think both sides, like, I think that's the crisis. It's like, wait, why are we pulling so far both ways? Control, man. Like, as far as, because I'm, I'm starting to come back to the center where I'm like, I feel like there's got to be probably 5 to 15% of people that really rock with Trump. As far as, like, the racism shit. Uh, don't want fucking do, want people stepping and shit. All kind of white supremacists. I, I don't think it's a really large, I think you got Trumpers that are, think they are just fine. They just like Trump. Like, they don't hate black people. They don't hate Hispanics. They don't hate, they, they just like Trump. So I said, uh, they really rock with him. I think it's a pretty small percentage. And I feel like the, the our leaders are the ones who are dropping the ball the most because, like, even what you're saying, this shit starting to make sense more. Like, if you actually talk to a person, they're not that different than you. They're not, they, like, even my experience in Tennessee, it's like, man, all these people that I know probably support Trump, they're just people. They want a good life like everybody else. They don't really hate nobody. They don't really give a fuck. They're just like me. I don't give a fuck about what other people do in their house. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, that's that's what they that's their orientation. They fucking Republican or whatever. And so and then you got it more polarized in in, in the government. And so it's just I feel like when, if they actually stood up and said, nah man, like well the the whole uh, McCain thing, we said, like, no, he's a decent man. Talking about Obama. Like, what happened to that shit? Like all the hyperbole going on, oh this person is terrible. And the main person doing it is the fucking president. And so I feel like we just lost right now. It seems like it's lost as far as leadership goes. And it's like, man, that shit is not. That's scary, man. You don't have anybody telling them, hey, man, you need to chill the fuck out. And if a Democrat say it, it's fucking partisan. That is just saying, nah, man, like, he's embarrassing our fucking country. Yeah. And then that, the that's the, that. Like, you would think that that we would have enough I think that's the crisis, is that we can, you know, and that's pretty much what damn near all my documentary shit is about. Like, why do we see wrong, know it's wrong, and do this shit anyway? Like, to accept the the fact that, like, like Donald Trump can't say anything about the more dude because yeah. he has that shit. Meanwhile, everyone will criticize the more dude for doing practically, other than underage, doing practically the same thing as Trump had going on. But it's yeah. like, now y'all stuck because y'all made this acceptable. And you, and it was mm-hmm. wrong. It was wrong and you let it happen because uh, winning meant more than morality. And yep. for, for you know, to even with the problem of, of um, Franken, like, that's a problem. Like, that's not even a problem, but all right, if we're going to be right, Wrong is wrong. Yeah. He stepped up to the plate, said what he wants to say. Now, if y'all as a group want to kick him out, that's on y'all. Yeah. But he started. He said, "I will own this shit," and I'm saying something. And what y'all want to yeah. do from there is that, like, all right, he did wrong and tried to make right. We don't even have that on the other side. I feel like I don't. I don't know about history, but as far as this recent shit, the Democrats have done it way better than Republicans. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, nigga, why I think, well, we just like, hey, get him out. <laughs> like, nigga, Republicans just be chilling, nigga. Like, they did it with Trump first, and then with this dude, Roy Moore. But us, we like, even the dude, Al Franken, was like, hey, I'm opening the uh, ethics uh, investigation on me or whatever, investigation. I'm like, I think he'll be all right, because at the end of the day, it's like, he wasn't even conscious at the time. It was, I mean, I guess it was some, it was in, I mean, it's definitely inappropriate, but I mean, it ain't the worst thing in the world. But the underage shit is just like, come on, man, we can't, we can't just ignore that shit. I, 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 I do, I do bother, it does bother me that it was brought up now, though. And I'm like, why don't, 
don't get it. Like, why? Why? Why keep that shit to yourself? Like, at the end of the day, for a thirty-year-old to be fucking dating high school kids, nigga, to be a grown-up banned from the mall like you're a child is a problem. Yeah, he got issues. I ain't saying you can't be redeemed from that shit, but nigga, he probably shouldn't even been had his career like that. He should have been doing some more shit because that sounds weird. And he was praying on motherfuckers from the courtroom and shit. People come to do shit. He was hollering at teenagers and shit. (laughs) That nigga was shooting the shot. Yeah. That motherfucker was shooting the shot like a motherfucker. He's like, like that shit is creepy though. Like just because the idea that man, that's why I gotta do that show, man. Because I do want to talk about that kind of shit. Like you think about us in high school and some of those teachers who had those little allegations and shit like that. And you know, yeah, you know some of them. And then you hear about it all the time with the women. Just think about how many women. Think about. Let's pull one to fuck at least one one person in there. That's a name, right? The kill fear four. Maybe not. I don't know. But it seems it's so prevalent now. It's just like you think like, man, these people want to get a piece of somebody. Like this is like, damn. Why does it keep happening? And some of them be having good situations. Like one of them here, she was fucking uh, engaged. Yeah, train run on her nigga. About three or four of them niggas were fucking. Damn. What the fuck? Oh, shit. Well, I'm. I see. I would have participated. That's the shit. Like, cause it it can't go. It like you either gotta go both ways or you gotta be. You know, because if you say, I but you know, them these these young, you know, goddamn LeBron went to the league. <laughs> out of high school, so you see how they can be built, but then then you have to get that to like the, the the girl too, like the young girls be built all up and shit. So at the same time, I don't know how many cases I know of where like I think that we do got the motherfucker was seventeen too. or some shit. It's always like 15. we got to come to a place where we gotta admit that men and women are different. It's different, man. Yeah. Like. It, especially when they teen, when they when they adolescent, maybe when they adults, it's, it's the same. Shit, nigga, they different it's, all the time. It's just well, it's the conventional wisdom, and it's like I think it, it's the conventional wisdom on top of we're watching like the paradigm shit. Well, not watching. I was always this shift that like like you know women 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 have a, 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 a equal or. Uh, equal plane that they can play on. Now, because, do they have the same advantages or do they have some disadvantages? Like, it, I think we all, like, I think that's the problem is like, what we feel like, like, granted, men dominate the workforce because basically we got that, they got that. We, as men, have that big head start in the work field. But yeah. at the same time, you think about certain things where a woman excels at in the workplace. Then where men excel at in the workplace. And not to say that it can't be done on either side, it's just you're gonna probably find more. The same way with gay. Like it's like where you say, uh, a dude lost his job for being gay, but then they got a pretty good stereotype where it's like well, shit, he could be a interior designer, he could be this, he could be that. And we're talking about jobs uh, where these motherfuckers are like eighty, ninety grand. Huh? You got any? You got any women in your in the field at your job? Uh, not anymore. We since I've been there it was like three. That, that is kind of. And crazy. actually, one of them, she's an engineer now. So we had some. Um, I was up at the office Friday, and we, it was it was two. There was two attractive young white ladies that was in the class, and they were attractive. Yeah, that was the most important thing about it, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> they they belong in somebody's kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are they doing trying to locate? And so it was just weird, man. Like, bitch, you got herpes or something? Like, why? You can't get a man? Like, why are you trying to work? So it's just weird, dude. Like, I'm done, man. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go. Keep hanging out that motherfucker. I ain't going. <laughs> Nah, uh, man, but it, nah, it, it was kind of cool, though, to see him come, like, 
Now, why ain't got that? I feel like women, that's why I want to hear the women. I feel like men fuck up a lot of shit. I think, I think our egos are getting our way sometimes. So I'm like, I feel like it's good to have women in the mix. I mean, that's the progressive part of me. And I'm just like, I don't got no problem with it. I think some niggas get intimidated by it. I feel like it's a good thing. And it don't never hurt to see a pretty face at work. So... See, and, that, and it was crazy is like even a statement like that. Let's say you make that blanket statement like that at a workplace. Now you got the fucking problem that all these other dudes have. But we know what? women, but we also know women who will look at a dude at work and say so and so is is nice on the eyes to have at work from time to like like is these things where we we start to we start to 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 get very micro into a problem it's like it's not really a problem now if a dude i mean i don't know shit because i ain't got them kind of problems <laughs> and i hope to not have it but uh I was downtown dollars doing the audit when i got back if you go down there i swear to god you'll be so surprised by how these women dress like it, it's got to be a culture of it it's got to be a culture that they that's how you move Forward or something. I'm talking about nigga mini skirts. All down there. Out like legs for days. Like you will be surprised the attire for downtown Dallas. I'm telling you. But I, like, I think I, I always feel like that's just a way of of I don't wanna say advancing. I, well one, I think women just wanna look good look sexy. But I think in sometimes so like, that it does help with some gigs. Like a lot of niggas unsigned they fucking life over because the chick has some nice legs. So maybe knowing that they killing it when they go on the work, like, oh, I'm gonna kill them today. Like they know I heard some shit on the radio kind of from um Mindy Kaling from the uh Mindy show, Mindy Project, whatever. She was saying that women dress for women. And so mm-hmm. I kind of agree with that to a certain degree, but I'm like, I think most of it. I think most of it. Yeah. And I, I say that. I, agree, I say that more so today than anything else is because uh, I was just reading some meme or some shit that was online that was like, uh, shit, I can't remember now. It just slipped me as soon as I said that. But it's just like you look at them. It's like you doing all this shit. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Motherfucker said, uh, y'all, damn, what was it? It was something, let me think. He go, uh, uh, I want to, oh yeah, I want to go, I want to look like these chicks and go on all these trips like all these chicks on Instagram, but I don't want to sell my pussy to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I think what happens is, and it was either Duval or somebody, but I think what happens is like they are constantly comparing themselves to that kind of shit, and then they want to they go home and they find an outfit that's like that, no different than like when Uggs was real hitting and that equestrian look is real hitting. It's like that's because you got through seeing like a hundred different chicks. Like for us, we don't want to. I mean, that's why the Jordan shit is weird to me. I'll, I'm at the barber shop and. The dude walked in with some sneakers that looked just like my sneakers. Now, these sneakers I had was rare. Like, I got them for mm-hmm. that reason. And I looked down, and I when my barber come out here, I picked my foot up. And I was like, yeah, man, I don't like that. I don't want to see nothing, nigga, in my sneakers. Yeah. And it's just like, I wouldn't want to have a, a look like somebody else completely. And, you know, you can see female. what female's look is basically everyone's look because it's I would never buy tights. Is tights, leggings? Uh, the question, like right now, the question look about to start popping back again. Hey, I'm <laughs> not blaming women for doing it, for being sexually harassed at all. I'm just saying, in those settings, what from what I see, all that shit, like in, in the corporate world, like leggings with like a blazer or something, you can just see all. Hey, if a chick got a fat ass, you gonna be seeing that fat ass. If I, I do, nice but I, I do also feel like it's 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 hard, it's it's rough to also go. Uh, guys should be blah blah blah. It's like well, shit, we still attracted to something. <laughs> like yeah, it, it, they be still so. attracted. So now, granted, I do need to be the one to rein that shit in. You can't just go grab a motherfucker like Mr. Pussy. Oh no no. Or here's some dick for you. 
Which is it reminds me of that whole. Um, I think it was was it Chappelle who had the whole thing where the date with the one day it was either Chappelle or uh, Patrice had the thing where you asked the woman the the holiday where you asked the woman oh uh, Patrice oh yeah uh, can I grab your ticket it's just whatever like like can I get some hair for you or something like he's just gonna put it out there down there because it's like damn that would be tough and shit. Obviously, they, the counter to that is, well, why don't you just talk to it like a regular person? But it's like, that motherfucker is walking around here teasing me all day long, man. Like, <laughs> you see, I don't have a big guy on a sweater and some jogging pants, nigga. When she walks away, I'm be looking to see if I can see some ass. Every every time. And I don't know, like, it would, like that's, that's where I go. I don't like... We go all the way one way or the other way because yeah. I can't. Don't tell me not to do. No, don't tell. Don't tell me that I cannot mate. Basically, like don't you telling me I can't mate? So I'm not supposed to like a chick. A chick walks by and she's attractive. I'm not supposed to do anything. It's like well, shit. If I if I if I start to suppress that, it's a lot of chicks that ain't gonna get hollered at. <laughs> You know, just in general with men, like there's a lot of men. If a, if every man is ignoring you and your outfit, then yeah. then now you don't ever get hollered at. Now you wondering what's wrong. Now you now you yep. chasing other chicks and how they look and all this and that. And it's like, well, shit, we want to, but we don't want them damn uh, Harvey Weinstein problems. We don't want them and gotta gay be, problems. <laughs> there's probably a percentage of those women that want to be noticed. Because speaking right on the things that you're saying, like, a lot of dudes probably don't. So, so I saw this one dude walking with a chick. Pretty fucking attractive chick. I was like, I wonder what their dynamic is. Like, is he on the friendship tip and he just can't get past it because they work together or what? Because, like, it, it's just interesting. I feel like a lot of fucking workplace romances happened back in the day, which, I mean, could be good or bad, but I feel like they ain't all necessarily bad, but now it's is looked at so negatively like dude got the upper hand. But what if we came in, we both junior account managers or whatever, and we both trying to get to the same place and we just want to fuck around. Like, can we do that shit? Because if she get mad at you, she can easily say, well, he did this, he... Like, it's just... I don't know, man. It just seems fucked up where we at now. Yeah, it's always... It's going to be something just like, you know... People gonna agree with how you discipline your kids, and then it's like you can't whoop them. Like, come on now, shit out my daughter. <laughs> okay, shit out of it. You just have a problem <laughs> with women. <laughs> Sounds like it. Be <laughs> black and blue, nigga. <laughs> I can't do that, nigga. She fucking telling shit, nigga. They don't want to cut. What happened? I fell down the stairs. Like, we ain't got no stairs in my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go tell this shit. Oh, man. Shit is some fun in my life. But that shit, that shit does get... Man. Uh, but nah, that, that, I think that in general, the episode is like... It's one of them episodes of me where I go, shit, if I can talk to him, I can talk to anybody. Because I ain't really doing no research. I mean, I know him already. I know a decent amount about him. But, uh, you know, I do. The, I just went, like, whatever I know about these things I bring up, I just know. And, like, that one was one, that was probably an intimidating one. I don't think I'm going to have, like, I did The Politician, and I did that one. That was good. I feel like between both of these, it was inspirational. I think I want to do. I gotta do a good sports one one time because I'm not a stats person, so I don't want nobody to argue me stats. Fuck stats. I think about this shit um, one day, um, like the shit you do, and just getting out. I don't know how much you see it as far as your work takes and shit, but even doing your show, you you see a lot of different people and talk to a lot of different people and shit. And I'm just like, when I get out, man, I just get so inspired with seeing different shit. Like, cause I, I, I realize by myself, I get, I get trapped in my comfort zone easy. And so if I just chill around the house, nigga, I'll be content with a lot of shit. And so when I get out and about, man, I'll be getting so damn inspired and shit. 
even like when I heard when I just being around black people are are um minorities is doing shit. That should be inspirational to me, man. I'm on this shit now where I'm like, I feel like a lot of bad things, not bad things necessarily, but like, oh no, man, it's very the my um, what do you call it? Security ain't. I don't feel like it's as strong as it was, even though like as far as my job stuff is secure, but like it's just like you just never know because so many things are changing. And so it just makes me say, man, I need to get on my shit. I need to do, I need to put more money away. I need to, it just makes me be more prepared, which I feel like is a good thing. I'm not putting shit off and stuff as much. So it, it, I'm, I'm rising to the occasion. So that's a good thing, but. But see, that's why I feel like with the show, like, I mean, amongst all this other shit, because I'm almost finished with the script, basically. And I want to shoot that before the end of the year, but like, with my show, I got, I think for me doing this combat sports or MMA or whatever show is like, this is, it's going to keep me challenged doing this because I don't know that sport like that. Or, I mean, I know boxing better than I know MMA. I'm more entertained by MMA. Uh, and I got, I, I just happen to got some of the skill points down, but like, it challenged me because I know these conversations aren't going to lean culturally black or anything like that. I'm going to let them go where they go, but I know it's going to be mostly white guys or and and, and those who could be uh, political standards different than mine, personal standards better than mine. So it, it like makes me have these different conversations and then try to figure out, like, were we the same, different, whatever, versus my show, which I never thought was going to be this black for this long. Is like a whole like now like I'm comfortable doing that, and I'm about to start. I'm about to sprinkle in a few white. Um, I say white, but I know it's gonna be white guests talking. Uh, get back talking film and filmmaking and shit. But even with like like, but then I'm taking some ambitious things. I'm doing another live one and and where hopefully get some crowd interaction, which I'm sure it will be. And it's just kind of keeping that challenge there for me. Uh, cause, oh, man, I know you hear that. Yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to stay woke my damn self. Uh, but it's a... Uh, but keeping good topics. Like, I don't want to ever get into, like, cliche where, I'm, where I take a topic and I just do the automatic easy thing on the topic. Yeah. Nigga, just listening to the, um, I listened to the Howard Stern show. I'm sure Howard was really good at one. <laughs> yeah. But this nigga shit was so going off the rails, man. I was like, how's this nigga feel? This nigga was talking about scat. I, 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 if you don't know what it is. Yeah, dude, I know what it is. And I'm just like, it got to a point to where the, it, it was fucking, you know, past. I mean, the first you, five minutes is cool. You saying, saying that shit? Gone. But you know who listened to that? I mean, I'm a generalize a lot, but the there's a, a a a good chunk of that the dude bro thing. The guys who go, if she 15, I'm 15. Like yeah. that's who I think listen because that's a, such a a such a, a like I could listen to uh you, like you listen to Patrice do two girls one cup, and then you can yeah. listen to Damian Ali. Hey. And it's like it, it feels too. It feels like two different kind of a grown adult conversation. Yeah. Even though Damien Ali do what they do Bruh, versus that's a good that's a good point. It almost sounds like a, a kid asking questions. Like it's like, bro, you are too old to not know. Like he was just saying shit like, um, so do you fuck her after? Or do you, it's just like. Okay. Hey, it'd be like me sometimes, though. Like, as long as I can get to this hour, I'm going to say whatever I Bruh, need to say. it was so lazy. Like, I was just like, I know this dude had to be good at something. And it's, it's unfair for me to judge him off one show, but a segment of the show. But it was so cringy, man. But, like, man. I was listening to some of that shit, and I was like, this nigga's show could be on this shit. <laughs> like... Some of the shit they put on there. This one guy, he he got a show. It's called like the Nothing Show or something. Like that. It's actually pretty dope. 
I'm, I'm trying to nothing. get on the thing. I'm trying to get on this uh, black network. Uh, I mean, I basically created a network, but I'm trying to get, I'm kind of famous on a certain network so that it hopefully gets people over to mine. But on some other shit, man, so I made this statement about that EFC shit. I, okay, I made a statement about people come to the fight backstage with cameras and we never see content. And it's like, I don't care. Like, I, I make what I'm making with my shit before it to be like six, five or six other cameras in the back. Just basically how I feel, like just enjoying the show and a free ticket to be up close and personal. And us never seeing content. No, it'd be it, one of the fighters. He always got like some camera people with him. And it's fucking obnoxious and, and annoying because it's, it's, it's like... Is is he's creating his own celebrity attention? I don't know if you know the Miz. You know the Miz from the real world. He in the WWF or WWE, and he had a persona that basically that basically uh, was like a celebrity. So cameras and media and like was always around him, but it was all like he manufactured that to be around him. And it's basically the same thing this fighter does. And so every time every fight he's done that. And I'm just like, where's the shit? All these cameras. And this time I was annoyed because these motherfuckers were just sitting around the damn cage and shit. So I had made a Facebook comment about it because I was like, like I'm like, man, y'all in my fucking way. And and for me, I don't give a shit. I'm going to get in the shot. But at the same time, I look at these fighters who, like, the backstage is their domain. And just all this other shit. But so now I made the comment, and and now videos start coming out of shit they making. And I'm just sitting up like, man, y'all niggas is trash. <laughs> like, and it's not even like the matter of like me being any much more better. But it's just like y'all got these expensive ass cameras. Everybody, I got the, probably the cheapest camera back there. Everybody got an expensive camera and doing expensive shit. And then I see the content they make, and I'm just like, y'all are fucking awful. <laughs> and for y'all to be around this dude and constantly running video, and I know they do video for other shit. It's like this should for that camera for the if I had any of those cameras, I'd probably be motherfuckers probably regard me as one of the greatest motherfuckers because <laughs> it, I mean I'm limited in ways and the things that I do, so I'm smarter in the way that I shoot do shit. Whereas they got eight nine hundred dollar cameras, two cameras, and then you got. And then I'm a one-man crew, and, like, some of them are working together, and then you see the shit that comes out of it. I'm like, that's it? That's what y'all mm. y'all was out here following one person. I'm following a whole show by my fucking self. Y'all follow one person, and this is what y'all made. And just enjoying the scenery, and I'm like, I, that shit should be limited. It shouldn't even really be that many people at these fucking, in the backstage like that without... Like, if you got a camera, like, and you're not real media, then whoever you with, be with that person. Don't, you, you shouldn't be at the stage for anything else. Because we're not benefiting from it. We're not getting no advertisement for it. Y'all not promoting it. So, what the fuck is the purpose of you being there? It'd be different to me if, like, they were shooting and... There was a receipt for what they did, and it was. I, I, it ain't even really got to be amazing, to be honest. But be be good. I mean, granted, this is and this is the first time, and it's funny. I don't know if it was me or they just happened to do it this time. But I'm glad this shit is out there. It's just not good. It looked great, looked great, looked stunning, but it's not good. What's she going on? And then it's another dude who's making a fucking documentary, I guess. I don't know. Which I think he's a... I mean, I already knew him before he, he joined the... I mean, got into this thing. I'm like, this is a fucking comment. He just... He's using... um, I'm going to say using K-Man or whatever. But he's using them. And... To create his own story, which he's not a good storyteller. I think that type of shit annoy me. Being around actual filmmakers now, 
like it annoys me when I see people who show up with all this fancy shit and make shit. Man, you are the tool, not the camera. A hundred percent. You got to think about this shit. This is a hundred percent true. Don't think about it like that. If y'all don't think about it like that, then you're going to be like, I need a new camera for this. I need a new camera for that. And you don't really work on yourself, your talent. Like, you always talking about you asking people about this and learning new techniques. Well, they probably ain't doing that shit. They probably ain't got no plan for it. Hey, you know motherfuckers love my shit. Ain't nobody ask me no question. <laughs> ain't nobody, I, ain't, I mean, there's some people who do. There's filmmakers that hit me up. But these video dudes, ain't nobody ever fucking ask me shit. Mm. Well, for job, I, and, I, and I bet some of it is because they look at oh he's just using that such such camera but how is it I'm using the such such camera and then I turn around and make shit that is good enough for TV apparently or good enough to win this or good enough to be in that and you just making whatever it is you making like it, I, I think like I, I was saying to myself I think I want to shoot a couple mu- music videos just to fucking just, just to say I did but also to to put my own spice to something like that. Because these motherfuckers are doing all that kind of shit. And that's what they do. It's one dude who I think is super dope. Who I like and he's asked me shit. And he but he's also a filmmaker. He he shot um one of the other events. He was vaccine. And I told him, Hey man, like he was being and he was being respectful for one. So I appreciated that. But he was just like, I'm seeing him, and I know him. I know him to be dope. I respect his work. I'm like, bro, go ahead and go go over there. Go do that. Catch that shit right there. Like, don't worry about me, man. You got, like, I'm I'm giving him the fucking, the, the, the push because I'm like, I know you finna do something dope, and I want to see that shit my damn self. But he's also up. He ain't in no chair. I never saw him sitting down that day either. These other motherfuckers all catching chairs and shit, leaning and carrying on. Like, man, what the fuck y'all doing, man? Y'all trying to work or not? Like, and you covering it? Like, to me, I, ain't, I don't, I don't really sit down because I ain't trying to miss shit. I hear everything. Yeah. I got 360 degree hearing when I'm shooting, cause I'm like, oh shit. Okay. I'm like, shit. Oh, Cody <laughs> said this. It's, I mean, it's crazy, but. I don't like if you if you go like when when I when I put these these things together, it's crazy some of the shit the content I got, cause I'm just right there, and I, I and I can look at it and go damn I got that and I was over here I don't know what made me go over there and catch that shit. What did you do if somebody was trying to make uh, um they was doing a documentary and they asked you for your footage. Did you charge him or what, what, what would you do with that? Yeah, you got got to secure the bag. Got to secure the bag. Man, <laughs> getting cold like a Motherfucker hit me up and like, hey, we working on a dock. Can we use the footage? Like, shit. Yeah, you can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Pain. Okay, so this, uh, hold on. So this is the, the other obnoxious shit that this, this fighter did. So... Every fight he done had with us, with EFC, he's had a camera crew. So he walks out with a video package, which is cool. Half the fucking shit on the video package was my shit. I'm like, I'm tripping because I'm like, for one, you should have asked me for that right off rip. Two, because not, not just on the strength that you're going to have to see me. Like the fact that you 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 and your people gonna have to cross my path, so just on the up and up, you should have been like, "Hey, is it okay if I use this, or we gonna use some of this?" Da 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 da. Now he may have asked somebody, and it wasn't me, and they probably said, "Yeah, whatever." But so that's that. But I'm also tripping. Like, why do you need any of my fucking footage when you got the fucking camera crew every time you fight? You should have had your own fucking great footage. Every every time I make a video for somebody now, if they fall for us, I'm using all my footage. I ain't gotta go use yeah. any of their other fights no more because because now you got some I got some role of you that I can put together and make a, a video package for you. But 
He got his own people. Use your own shit. But that, to me, is a testament of how garbage these people are to me. Like, that's, that shows me that y'all not even that good. You probably don't even have no good footage. Like, matter of fact, to even echo that, I looked at the two... Now, I looked at two different videos. One of them was... Um, he had like a two, and it was all all about him. But one of them they had a three camera dude, and then another one was a two camera situation. None of them mother, none of the footage was good. Everybody, everybody do rock music like heavy grunge rock music. Everybody do slow mo, like that's cool and all, but you're not saying no with none of this shit. Like I think, I think no matter what the video is, it had it, it, no video. For me, no video is just a video. It's saying some shit. It has to have a certain impact to it at the end. If you ain't doing that shit, you just fucking like that's why a motherfucker like it's disrespectful in a way to say, oh, that's just a video guy, because I look at it bigger than that. I think that's what video guys do. They put shit together, and then boom, there you go. For sure. For me, when I say cinema, cinematographer, nigga, cinema, the storytelling, like, it's something there. It's more than just the video part of it. Granted, it's interchangeable. They both mean the same shit, but there's a prestige to the cinematographer version versus the video guy, videographer. For me. There's this dude uh, that I follow on YouTube who's been trying to rap. And uh, he's been getting this shit on Worldstar lately. And uh, he got a professional crew to do his video. And everybody just like, he should get like over a million, like almost two million views, and like, that's in the week he did. And then, I mean, he always get a lot of views, but a lot of people are like, man, this is a blow like it's him. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. Well, it looks professional. I mean, it looks good. The video and shit. I say it's the same kind of music, it's just the, the video did that much more. And the whole video is just him, basically. You know, it's different scenes, but there ain't no entourage. It ain't no women taking their ass. That's the dopest. Man, I just watched this video. I don't know if you know this chick, Young M.A., or sometimes people say yeah, Young yeah, Ma. Yeah. She got a song called Walk. I posted that shit on my Facebook, the video. Nigga, the video is basic. It's just her rapping. But it's, one, it's so yeah, dope to me. And she just it's just like she at her fucking apartment, and nigga, she just playing the music, and then she just spitting that shit. But what the video guy do was make it so fucking, and then her animations to the song in terms of body language and shit just work so good. I'm like, nigga, this is one of the dopest videos I've seen. <laughs> Ain't nothing going on. I like on. that shit, man. I love that shit. Like, when a person can, uh, we take kind of that deal, dude. I mean, people do it over, over. Uh, yeah, I, I like when they do it just because it do kind of help you uh, pay attention to the song. And I'm just like, I'm listening to the lyrics and shit, and I'm like, but I yeah, also think it's a testament to how good your video person is to go. I can, I can make. Yeah, let's do that. I can make it work. And it's not like we in the crib, we at the crib, and we just being silly. It's like we gonna make this shit like, nigga, we just chilling. We, 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 like you, you just caught this video. You caught this song in the moment. Meanwhile, I run into a lot of video motherfuckers, like me. Artists who need to put put together a whole situation to have a video. So, in light of you being kind of famous, why the hell I'm kind of famous? Who the hell she knows?